Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, great to be with you tonight. I am Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here as well. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. We have had a lot of news today, just specifically when it comes to coaches, just coaches in football, college, NFL, otherwise. In the NFL this morning, Bears said, you know what? We're going to hold a press conference. We're going to have Matt Eberflus up here. Matt Eberflus is going to be the coach here uh, still. And a lot of Bears fans said, mm, you sure? We're going to do this? And they said, yeah, as a matter of fact, we are. Still no clarity on what this means. Does it make it more likely they start with a new quarterback? Does it make it more likely they stay with Justin Fields? I've seen a lot of comments about how this would be very Bears of them to commit to Eberflus, commit to a new quarterback, have another bad year, fire the coach, essentially make this a wasted year. I would just guess from the outside looking in that if you're going to keep the coach, it's likely you're going to keep the quarterback, right? Unless they couldn't find a coach that they thought would match the quarterback they'd want, but it's way too early in the process. I just, I think, I mean, you got to make decisions. You can't leave Eberflus hanging around, or maybe this is the cruelest thing of all where they just, Threw them out there, and they're still like, eh, is Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh hasn't called us back yet. We got to do something. So let's stick Eberflus out there, and then we'll see what happens. So I don't know. Um, but it seems like Eberflus is back for another run in Chicago. Then we found out that Pete Carroll was going to step down. Mutual agreement, which uh, I've never known any mutual agreement to be 50-50. It's it's always at least maybe 60-40. Hey, Pete, we're thinking about moving on. Oh, shucks. I I, I don't want to do that. I want to keep staying. Well, okay. Do you want to be fired or do you want to have an advisory role? Well, what would I do? We don't know, Pete. We're just trying to let you kind of land gracefully here. Yeah, okay, fine. When do I have to decide? We've got the media on their way. So if you could, like, come up with a speech – and get down to one Seahawks way here and and get everything, like, settled. We actually brought a bunch of players here, too, so 
Uh, if we could record you hugging Geno Smith and like both of you getting emotional, that would be perfect for our socials. So you never know what happened there. So that was kind of shocking because even though there was some speculation, maybe Pete Carroll could be out, maybe, maybe. It happened. And there was, the, you know, Nick Saban's 72. There's been discussion or consideration, and he did just sign a long contract recently. So maybe it seemed like that wasn't going to be the case. But you saw his you saw his uh, kind of discussions on college game day and all that stuff. And uh, you saw him, hey, maybe a media career. Maybe there was some media people saying, ah, he could take over for for Lee Corso at some point, and now he has stepped down, told the players at a meeting. This meeting this meeting happened like seven hours ago. Some of you may just be getting off a shift. When you went to work, Nick Saban was 100% the head coach of Alabama, and now he's not. And now we're trying to figure out who the next head coach could be. And there's a TV report where a sports anchor in Eugene, Oregon, is saying he's got sources that Dan Lanning's in Tuscaloosa. And Dan Lanning's the coach at Oregon. Dan Lanning was already the odds-on favorite from Vegas to be the next head coach. He spent one year there back in 2015. But Lanning, throughout the year, because he got a little more attention, you know, he had that pregame speech about how we're not doing this for clicks, and they were the ones to kind of knock off Colorado and end the whole Deion Sanders thing. In 2023, until Sports Illustrated revitalized it by giving him Sportsman of the Year. Deion Sanders, also somebody who has uh, short odds to be the next head coach. You know that they're boys in the commercials that they do, but we're a long way from that, I think, in Deion's career. But Lanning has talked. Dan Lanning has volunteered and said a little bit more than he needed to. If you're a coach and you have no plans on leaving, say that. But the last time he was really asked about this, or at least the, the the time that came to my head right away, was when he was asked about it after Jimbo Fisher got fired at Texas A&M if he would want that job. And Lanning just made everybody aware, I am confident and comfortable here at Oregon. They don't want egg on their face when they decide to do something else, right? Two, because they're concerned about things that I'm not concerned about, like getting a better contract. Like, I'm taken care of extremely well here at Oregon. I have the resources I need here at Oregon to be really, really successful. I'm not motivated by that. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by being elite here. Um, and our players deserve my complete focus. Uh, our fans deserve the best uh, product on the field. So it's outside noise. It didn't matter before. It doesn't matter now. I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. I want to be here at Oregon. Uh, that hasn't changed. That won't change. So if you see that and you're an Oregon Duck fan, you're thinking all year, like, this is our this is our guy for the future. And then you see the Pac-12 crumble, but you see that you found soft landing in the Big 12, or Big 10, rather, and you know that your future's pretty much set up. Now, maybe Dan Lanning doesn't want to do all that travel. Maybe that's going to affect him in some way. But he is in a good position where they're in a good conference, a stable conference, and they can make college football playoff appearances with the 12 team for many years to come and they can continue to be um you know Washington Washington made the championship game so maybe there's some more northwest tight recruiting battles but they can really be a power player in that part of the country um but then Alabama opens up and Alabama is one of these jobs where you just you never even think about it you never even think about it I do want to just 
Uh, so this the guy, there's a TV report where the reporter said, I've worked in Tuscaloosa. I have sources there. Dan Lanning is in Tuscaloosa. And I don't know why anyone would go on TV and say that if it wasn't true or if it wasn't what he was told. But I do also think right away, I just want to, I just want to, of Shohei Otani being on a plane to Toronto that he was never on. Okay. But now if you're Dan Lanning, what can you do? If you're Dan Lanning and this report's out there and you're in Oregon right now, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to be like, hey, proof of life photo, I'm right here. No, because that almost just like you're still that that means like, hey, guys, I'm right here. I'm not going to take this job. But you probably might take the job. So this is all going to go very quickly. I think uh, to reiterate something I said about Alabama is Alabama is in a position now where they are Alabama, where anyone that has an elite football program, I mean, maybe outside of like Kirby Smart, but, you know, there was a caller that called up about LSU. Is Brian Kelly, does he want this job? Could Ryan Day at Ohio State want this job? Uh, Marcus Freeman's at Notre Dame. Could he want this job? Dabo Sweeney? There are fans in Tuscaloosa outside of the Saban statue that are currently chanting um, say no to Dabo or something of the sort. So they don't they don't want Dabo Sweeney in any way. So we're going to see all these reports, but I don't think we're going to get a lot of silly season here. I think Alabama is going to try to move quickly. Whatever buyout they have to do, if Dan Lanning does take this job, there's a $20 million buyout. I believe it is the highest buyout of any of these possible uh, guys that would be able to get a job. Um, uh, Kalen DeBoer, his name's been brought up from Washington. That's $12 million bucks for a buyout. Dabo's buyout, seven point five. So Alabama would have to – I mean, you're not going to make the coach pay. Alabama would cover that and then give you a – a new salary. So going to be very interesting. Uh, it's been an interesting day. There's been a lot of different stories. The Saban one's certainly dominating and it's already starting to branch out and take on uh, a new life in terms of, well, who's next? You know, when something like this happens, I, I almost think with how quick the news cycle goes, because think of this story happened. Think of this story happened in like 1995. Saban retires. You catch it on sports center at night. Uh, maybe we talk about it here you know, on whatever affiliates you're listening to. The next day, it's in the newspaper. It lists all his accolades. Then, you know, he celebrates Saban for a little bit. There's more. and then, But we're already on who's the next coach. We're already on Dan Lanning might be in Alabama. It like The time to do all the Saban accomplishments is, like, already done. It's like that's how fast things move. Lee is in Cincinnati. We'll get to him, 855-212-4227. Good evening, Lee. Evening, Bart. Thanks for taking my call. And all I have to say is, you know, I'm a Florida Gator fan, all right? And so I can tell you exactly how the Bama fans are feeling right now because Furrier left Florida. They were the team to beat every year for a decade. And then when he left, you know, it was like a rude awakening. It was, you know, we weren't, Gators weren't the best anymore. Well, Alabama's about to get a rude awakening. And it's sad in a way, but I will say this Bama fans have got to be some of the most pompous fans that there are. And they're about to come back down to earth, um, I'm afraid. But unless, like you said, unless um, Dan Lanning is going there, that's the only shot that they have to be able to stay where they are. But I don't see that happening, to be honest. I don't, I, 
still think there's going to be a little bit of a drop off if Saban's as best as ever been. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, Nick. Yeah, Nick Saban's been great there, Lee. I mean, well, he, there's nobody's going to be able to even come close to accomplishing what he did. He was the only one who could actually outdo himself, possibly. But what I'm saying is, um, you know, like I said, the shock. But it's not surprising that he tired, and in the way that he did it, also, uh, it was obvious he wasn't going to go on a victory tour like okay. You know, he made a decision, and I think he's. But I don't think he's going to stay, stay retired. I think he's going to miss it after a year and go and try to coach somewhere else. Yeah, maybe. Uh, there was a quote. Lee, thanks for the call. There was a quote that he had that he said, doing this at 72 is different from doing this at 62 if I want to try to keep my hands involved in everything. I, I really believe that he'll be on college game day. I believe that ESPN and Saban with the SEC agreement – and he's already been on the show a bunch, and he's had this relationship with Pat McAfee, uh, and Lee Corso's only there a couple of times. I believe that that's going to – and they're they're really trying, like, that that college game day versus big noon kickoff battle, it's something. You know, it's something. And they've got Urban Meyer on that show, who, again, I've talked about Urban. I don't know that he's a great coach. I'm not sure he's a great guy. I mean, he is a great coach. I'm not sure he's a great guy. I don't know. I know I like him on TV. I know I learned from him on TV. And what better way to counter that than by bringing in uh, Nick Saban? So we'll see. His career at Alabama, I mean, first year he gets there, okay, they're, they're rebuilding. 12 and 2, 14 and 0, 10 and 3, 12 and 1, 13 and 1, 11 and 2, 12 and 2, 14 and 1, 14 and 1, 14 and 1, 11 and 2, 13 and 0, 13 and 2, well, not only do we know that we're going to compete for college glory, but when you see all the different guys that have gone on and played in the NFL from Nick Saban, I mean, there's a lot of stars now, but his his tree's almost like any other, whether it's, and for a while it was like no quarterbacks, but you got Jalen Hurts now and Tua, Bryce Young, number one, Mac Jones, we'll see what he turns out to be, running backs, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Jameer Gibbs, Mark Ingram, Eddie Lacy, Trent Richardson. Uh, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Calvin Ridley on defense, Minga Fitzpatrick, Marlon Humphrey, Trayvon Diggs. So it's going to be uh, very tough to see that happen. And then the other kind of question is, would somebody want to be the one to take over for Nick Saban? If you're Dan Lanning and you leave at, oh, you leave Oregon and go to Alabama, let's say let's just use Dan Lanning as an example or even, you know, Kalen DeBoer, and you go to Alabama and you struggle for three years, that leash, I mean, you might not even get three years. But as we look at this, Shep, I'm looking at all these different scenarios. I don't think that if if, if, if Alabama's open and you're good enough to get it, nobody's going to say, oh, I don't want to follow a legend. And again, especially in college football, where the Eagles are so strong that if there's any sport that people think following a legend isn't that big of a challenge. It's going to be college football. You, you and would, as we, yeah, you, go ahead. No, you would, you would think, I mean, the thing is, um, like say, I know, I know he did make the college football playoff, but it's not like, you know, in, in new England, you're following a legend where he's really struggled the last four years. So that's different. Saban to his credit was still very much at the top of his game. Which is why this is so surprising. 
It's why I, I Bart, I don't get why someone who has the ego that this guy does, that loves the attention, that loves being in the spotlight, that loves the sound of his own voice, would just go, uh, you know, underneath the radar and just retire like this. This is like a Tim Duncan retirement. You think he would do a retirement tour or yeah, at least like, keep like coaching? Coach K went on every network television show to announce his retirement 365 days before he ever actually, you know, exited the building. Like, this guy was planning his retirement for more than a year. That's the type of ego that Nick Saban has. Like, this doesn't this doesn't make sense to me. There, there, there's going to be more that comes out as to why he's deciding to retire now in the fashion in which he's going about it on a Wednesday. Like, and by the way, very well knowing... Like Pete, this is the this is the this is the NFL playoffs. Pete Carroll stepped aside. Like that was big news. Um, Mike Vrabel, like 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 Nick Saban knew this was the week of the NFL coaches getting fired and potentially rehired. Like Nick Saban would want that kind of attention. He loves it. He craves it. Maybe he just got tired. Maybe he just woke up one day and was like, <laughs> "This sucks." <laughs> I listen. He's, he is, he's the closest thing to a god in the world of sports. He really is. Um, he is, without question, I think, to most people's eye, most people's opinion that follow the sport, that really cover college football, the greatest of them all. You mentioned it, the greatest of the great. And I just can't help but think there's something more to the story um, that someone is digging deep to right now. Well, I don't think he's ever going to coach again. I think he's done done. I, I th- there might be there might be something more, there might be, but this is still within the earshot of. I mean, the the playoffs ended, the season ended two days ago, so it's not like this happened in April, or something came up, and maybe you think like I really believe Tom Brady was ready to retire, and he did retire, but he's like I just don't know that. I'm done. I don't want to regret it. So he played one more year and he's like, okay, I, I'm done. But then he, I guess he put out an Instagram that said he almost came back again. <laughs> maybe this was maybe this was in the works longer than we thought. Maybe Saban's been thinking about this longer, just wasn't sure and didn't want to do the whole and you know, you wanna you wanna keep building and building. So hey, let's let's sign a contract through twenty twenty nine, the same way that Dan Lanning says I'm gonna be here forever. If you're a college football coach, you can't give any inkling of when you might be done. You can't do it. You can't, and Coach K did it. Okay, wow, that doesn't happen a lot. Usually, these college coaches, you have to be there forever because it's a whole recruiting class you destroy. Right, but you don't sign for another decade. Like, like it, it's one thing to have a multi-year extension to kind of give yourself the leeway to get those recruits who otherwise would think you have one foot out the door within a year. I get that, but you don't do it for another decade and then step aside six years shy of that. It doesn't add up. We'll find out. Uh, very interesting. Again, the story's going to go fast. We're going to start to hear names. We're already hearing rumors, and it's just going to continue and continue. And then we'll find out again what's next for Nick Saban at some point. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. That's Shep. I'm Bart. More coming up, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Since our uh, our last game, 
um, I had a couple chances to uh, to talk and, and uh, first I shared um, my feelings about uh, about our team and uh, about the organization and representing the 12s and my intentions of staying with the Hawks, man. And that um, that was true uh, to the bone. And uh, I want to make sure that that's that's clear as things have shifted so quickly in, in most people's perspective. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Bart Winkler. That's Pete Carroll. Also big news in the coaching ranks today is that he is no longer the coach of the Seattle Seahawks. 227-137-89. No, that doesn't make sense. Let me start that over. Uh, 227 is... I was, I was, the record I just gave you said he had 89 ties. No, he was 137-89-1. and one. It, was, it was like... All right, I was going to count a hockey tie there. And he was in two Super Bowls, and they won one in his tenure with Seattle. And even these last couple of years, you know, they always say this, maybe some of his best coaching jabs were with these teams. Nine and eight the last two years, uh, not making the playoffs this year, making it last year. But Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, I mean, I, I you know, things come in threes. I thought we were going to get a Bill Belichick announcement at some point here today. It was It was, it was crazy. This is an all-time day. Nick Saban, I think, is going to draw a lot of the attention and a lot of the conversation just because of how dominant that program was with him with the six national championships that he won. Uh, All in championship games, BCS era and college football playoff era. Alabama, even if they didn't win the title, was a mainstay in the college football playoff. And even when it looked like this year they weren't going to get in, they somehow beat Auburn and then they beat Georgia when they needed to. They did take Michigan to overtime, a game that they looked like they were going to win, Alabama. And who knows? They could have been champions again, and maybe Nick Saban's walking away as a champion. But instead, at 72, he is going to uh, bow out here, and we'll see who is next at Alabama. J.D. is in Massachusetts, 855-212-4227. What's up, J.D.? Hello, hello, Bot and Shep. How, how are you gentlemen tonight? Oh, we are. I mean, I, I, I'm speaking on behalf of me. I honestly don't think I could be any better. <laughs> well, thanks for taking my call. Uh, but I, I completely disagree with you with something that you said coming into the last break. I think that the silly season has just begun. And, in fact, I, I, I kind of wish I worked for CBS Sports Radio because this is going to be like ratings gold starting with the NFL playoffs this weekend and then everything that's going to, there's more chips that are going to fall with coaches and then into the draft in April. It's going to, I be think, awesome. I think I specifically, I just meant Alabama, but I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and so, so with Nick Saban, you know, what, what I always go back to with him is that he, when he was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, he stepped in front of a podium and said, I will not be the coach of Alabama. And then a week later, he's in front of a Crimson Tide microphone. Hey, I'm the head coach. So you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys, too, are put in positions, J.D., where they almost have to – because you have to – even if you have a job that you're interested in, you you can't – if you're interested, it's like two in hand, one in the bush or whatever. Two in – you know what oh, I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. But you know, I mean, if I'm Nick Saban, right? Hand. Yeah. Well, 
one in the hand, two in the bush. I, yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah. I, yeah. You meant. I mean, if, you know, if there's an owner that wants to pay you 25 to $30 million a year, like Carolina or, um, I don't know, Las Vegas, I, I mean, he's going to take it. Well, let's and, connect and him I, to New England. Him and Belichick have always been close. They always maybe have maybe Robert Absolutely. Kraft is like, all right, I got one, no. I got one, I got one aging, uh, you know, loaf of bread I had to throw out. <laughs> but no, this one I, lasts no, I longer. I I think you're right that when when you were talking about saving to college game day, why wouldn't he? Oh, he still gets to be a part of the atmosphere. He's going to be revered. Right. It's the same thing. Look, Urban Meyer. I'm telling you. Urban Meyer should not, and, and a lot of people don't like him, but he's more like than he should be because he is good on TV. Absolutely and Saban is. can get that it, too. Yeah. Absolutely. is, And so isn't Bill Belichick. I mean, he, I think, I, I think he won an Emmy for that uh, NFL top 100 uh, all, all-time team. He was so he good on that. He was so good on that. And he was great on the pregame show of the Army-Navy game. Yeah. You know, so maybe maybe they're just saying, you know what? I can make my money on, you know, on TV or whatever. I don't really have to. I mean, Belichick is under contract through 2024. So he you know, he he's just sitting there saying, "All right. All right, Bob Kraft, fire me." Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. It's uh you are right. Hey, you are right. It is a good time to work for CBS Sports Radio though. It is, Barton. I love you so. Thanks for taking my call. All right, that's JD, 855-212-4227. You look at, like, if you're going to look at it from a money standpoint, too, not not in terms of where he can get other endorsements or whatever, but, you know, what's McAfee making per year with ESPN? And and part of that includes college game day day duties, like 20-something. I mean, he's making a lot of money. Um, Kirk Herbstreet calls games, and they make him fly all over the place. Uh, and he and he you know still took on that Amazon job, but ESPN's given him like six mil, especially when you are in sort of a battle ratings wise with another show like Nick Saban. What what are you going to do? You're going to take twenty million dollars to coach, or seven million dollars to be on TV once a week? I I mean I th- I mean we're talking we're not we're, we're talking a lot of money here. We're talking seven million dollars. I'm just throwing out a number, but. I really think he'll be on college game day. I think I think that's where everything is headed. Uh, I think it's more interesting, obviously, who coaches Alabama next. Marcus is in Denver. My guy, Marcus, what's up? Hey, Bart, how you doing? Um, I had some thoughts on this Dan Lanning, Nick Saban thing. Um, it's a pretty crazy day for coaches with Pete Carroll, um, Saban, Eric Spo resigning with the Heat. Um, it's almost like a an era is over. Like we had Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, and that's pretty much over. And now it's like the coaching part of that is falling. Um, but with the Dan Lanning thing, you and I are both Brewers fans, and we know exactly what it's like for a coach or manager to say, I am never leaving, and then sure enough, leaves shortly after that. Um, yeah, so you're referencing just, Craig Council to the Cubs, and I wasn't going to bring that up tonight, but since you did, it's on my mind. I can't get it off. I'm oh, still it's been on my mind it. all I'm night too. Upset. Yep. 
And so um, you, you've had quite a bit of conversations with Bart Lundy, uh, UWM coach, and the whole recruiting aspect of the job. And um, I just wanted to give my thoughts with the ages of these coaches, like the amount of time it takes, like you said, with the NIL and getting your own recruiting class. And these guys are almost 80 years old. I don't, I don't really see any of them um, coaching anymore. And, and TV just seems way more attractive. And um, I just wanted to give my thoughts on that. We still haven't even seen Tom Brady in the booth yet either. So um, thanks for taking my call, Bart, and uh, have a good night. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Mark. It's good to hear from you again. Eight five five two, one two four two two seven. I just don't understand. He's referencing a the college coach at uh, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Panthers. And when I talk to him, um, I just I, I I really don't understand why anyone the money aspect, okay, and the ego, sure. But I think you're hearing from a lot of these guys, and I think Saban's been one of these guys who he's not going to go flat out and say. Um, like Dabo Sweeney in that, you know, NIL, we're not, you know, we're not going to do that. We're not going to transfer portal and, and all that stuff, which is why a big reason I think Alabama fans don't want Dabo there, but it just seems so hard. Like if you got to be a coach, you got to be a coach and you got to worry about the game day prep and you got to worry about install. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine Chef. I can't imagine like wanting to also do the recruiting and now we're in a day and age where not only do you have to recruit new guys, but I feel like you have to constantly recruit your own guys. How many guys do we see leave if they go somewhere they don't play for a year? Or if they didn't get the job, didn't get the reps that they thought, you're out. And so now you have to recruit even – like it's just it's just like I don't – really, I, at 72, and I'm not trying to say at 72 you can't do anything, but – I mean, I'm 39 and just trying to think. Like, I won't even do the recruiting part when I'm playing Madden because it's too much pressure. Right. But, again, not to beat a dead horse here, but what you're saying makes a lot of sense. It is a lot of layers and a lot of effort and a lot of legwork for somebody of any age to make a successful run in college football given all the variables and all the new rules that come with recruiting and then how easy it is for said player to go away when they're unhappy with the program. So why sign a decade contract knowing you are 70 years old? I, I don't know. Maybe that's what, I, I don't know. That's I what see bothers the... me about this. That's what bothers me about this. What if it was like through 2026? Does that change your mind? It makes it a little better. It makes it a little better. And, you know, look, I, I was talking to Marco about this and, 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 you know, I I get the perspective of, look, you want to set yourself up for financial security and sign a contract for as long as humanly possible because there's a lot of eight figures that come with that salary. I get that. But I just I just don't understand why a guy who preaches finishing and a guy who preaches honoring your contract and honoring your word to go out two years into a 10-year contract, it just doesn't add up. Like, I don't think Bear Bryant was doing that. Like and by the way, when we would see Bear Bryant on the sideline at the end of his career, he was absolutely done. He was finished. Like he he was sixty eight, I th- going on eighty eight. Like he looked really old. He looked like life had really got the better of him. Saban looks young. Saban acts young. I don't get it. I don't know if I answered your question at all, but I I I, I so like I get what you're saying. I think I think I did to some extent. I get how hard it is 
to make college football work. It's why Beheim retired in college basketball because it's the same thing in that sport. It's why Roy Williams got out. It's why Coach K got out. It's why Bob Huggins got out, even though that was more self-explosive. you know, explosive. Um, There's a reason why only Tom Izzo is the guy that lasts in college basketball. So that's what bothers me the most about Nick Saban is he knows everything you're outlining, and yet he still doubled down and signed a 10-year contract and then is out by year three. But maybe he thought he could do it and it got too hard. You've never you have you have you never backed out on a commitment? Not something that I really, really loved. I of course I've backed out on, on commitments. Um, but I haven't been done with those commitments within the blink of an eye. And there wasn't, you know, there, there were I, I there would be conversations. Now, granted, there could have been conversations, who knows? But there was nothing to the sort. And I know Scott Van Pelt tweeted it. I don't buy him for one second, his explanation, although he is pretty integrity, has a lot of integrity. I'll give him that. Is that there were rumors and rumblings that this was Saban's last year. I, 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 you and I have been following college football all year. There was no indication that this was going to be the swan song and the finale for Nick Saban. He had tweeted on Nick Saban, there was quite a bit of chatter this morning or that this could be coming, but when it does, it's still a, a stunner. Well, he's on ESPN. I, I'm telling you, he's, he's going to be. A, He's going to be announced on College Game Day on McAfee Show next week. I promise you. Yeah, because what a good thing that does for uh, high-profile guys' <laughs> careers. That, that'll be right after their scheduled <laughs> segment where um, Russell Wilson <laughs> takes on Seth Meyers for an undisclosed reason. We don't know yet. I love but that's, that. I love that. That'll be what uh, happens. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here, Marco Belletti. Talk a little more about the news of the day. Nick Saban, he's out. Then want to kind of break down some of this NBA tonight. Um, it is not going well for the Golden State Warriors and Steve Kerr. You know, they've been open about it. They've they've been struggling. They've been open about it. Staff, Clay, all these guys. Uh, Steve Kerr maybe with the final realization that we don't got it no more. We are done. Uh, we'll hear from him momentarily. Let's go out to California still and talk to Kurt. What's happening, Kurt? Hello, Bart. It's nice to make your acquaintance. I just wanted to share with you that uh, you and Shep, like Jr. and Shep, are really easy listening, and you guys are really knowledgeable about sports. Uh, just a few points, maybe like a brief question. Um, I was thinking Urban Meyer to Alabama. I don't know if that's really a something. Well, his name Urban his name's Meyer. been suggested. I just I can't I can't see it. I think that'd be. I just can't. I don't know. I don't know that Urban. He's tried to go back from coaching, and then yeah, it was the pros, but then he came back and safe landed at Fox. I don't know that Al. I, I feel like Urban Meyer's done too. But then again, uh, okay, I could be wrong. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Coach Saban is the only one that knows why Coach Saban is retiring. Maybe we'll know, and just out of respect, maybe we should just let him tell us why he retired. Um, 
the other thing I wanted to mention, I just wanted to ask you a question. Had the Heisman Trophy been given after the national championship, would you agree that the running back from Michigan, Corum, deserved the Heisman Trophy? Yeah, um, and they were talking about after the semifinals that maybe Michael Penix Jr. would get in, and then obviously Michigan came at them, uh, him, with their pro-style defense. But I think that I, it's the same thing that we have the same argument with, like, uh, different awards where we give an award out, we'll give the award out, and then we won't factor in the playoffs. It happens a lot of times in the NBA where it's a regular season award and then Joel Embiid gets it, doesn't you know advance to the conference championship, and we say, well, what is truly the award? But these games count for the regular season. I know they are the playoffs, but they still count for the record. Um, it does give more guys the opportunity. Maybe that would be a draw for some of these guys to play in the bowl games. Maybe Jaden Daniels would be like, well, if I'm going to win this Heisman, I got I to gotta do one more performance. Now, it wouldn't affect a lot of people. But, yeah, I, I think that the outcome would have been different one way or another if they factored in the playoff. I do. Okay, what, one last point, if I may. It has to do with the Bears. As a Bear fan, since, a, since being a boy, the GM – didn't sign Roquan Smith. He became an all-pro. And then they got rid of Montgomery, and he ended up going to Detroit. So my point is, wouldn't Justin Fields have had a better situation had he had a bell cow behind him this year instead of having, you know, switching backs because they were getting hurt all year? And so I'm a little disappointed in the Bears' GM. And as for the draft, um, I think the Bears need a tackle. They need a defensive end. And then they can always, like some, like uh, segueing into another man who spoke earlier, uh, get Marvin Harrison's son, or uh, I think that tight end from Georgia would really fit nicely in the slot for the Bears. Well, good thing about them, too, and thanks for the call. Good to make your acquaintance as well, Kurt. Um, I think the thing for the Bears is they've got a lot of flexibility, and that's why I was kind of stunned that they were so quick to say, hey, Matt Eberflus is our guy. I'm not really sure if that opens up the door for more Justin Fields or if it closes it. I think the Bears, have they've traded these guys, and then they've made trades for guys. I, for a long time, have said that the Green Bay Packers were built to lose in NFC Championship games. When they had Aaron Rodgers pass the Super Bowl, they always had a good enough team where they relied on Aaron Rodgers. Like, the whole method for them was Aaron Rodgers needs to play at an MVP level just for us to be this good. And they never, like, really crafted the right team to get back to a Super Bowl. The Bears seem to be crafted to go 6-11 and or 7-10. and They're going to trade guys. They're going to move on from guys. They're going to acquire guys when it looks like um, they shouldn't be acquiring guys. Like you you mentioned Roquan Smith. You mentioned David Montgomery. Uh, and then here in the season, the Bears still, are we competing? Are we not? Then they traded for Montez Sweat. They signed him to an extension, but it's just like, we're, we're, what, what, what are we in here? Are we competing? Are we rebuilding? Are we trying to straddle and just be 500 forever? What are we trying to do? So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things you can look back at the Bears and say, why did you do that? What are you doing? 
Larry's in Cleveland. What's up, Larry? Yeah, how's it going? How you doing, Bart? Yeah, the uh, I'm talking a little about the Coach Saban situation. I, yeah, the, the, that, those days where Coach Saban would go to a household and talk to a young man, talk to Alabama. You know that that was yeah, that's dead and gone. It really is. Um, it's definitely nil. That's why I think it's happened. It really killed Alabama quite a bit. Another name too, Bart. I don't know if it happened or not. I mean, for Oregon, they had good recruiting class this year too up there. I mean, uh, a real good job. But the name Sarkeesian there for Texas. I know he's doing well there, but do you think that be a name could be thrown around or not? I think the name's been thrown around a little bit. I think you know the. I'm just again. I, I maybe I'm taking too much stock into the odds. Uh, Larry, thanks for the call. Is that he's like a forty to one candidate, and things are going pretty good for him at Texas, and you know maybe he's happy there. But that's the kind like this is what's happening with Alabama in this job is that it's almost like no one's safe, and no matter how much you think your coach is committed to your university. If Alabama says, hey, would you coach here, that is a job that uh, I guess you take. That is a job that you take, even with the fact of following up a legend. And I'm going to be very curious to see because, again, when Alabama succeeds, it's it's Bear Bryant. It's Nick Saban. It's these top guys. They had that period. When I first knew Alabama, it was the early 90s, the title in there, but then mid-90s. Uh, early 2000s, none of this, none of this uh, Nick Saban stuff, and you never thought about him. You never thought about him. So that's why I think for Alabama's sake, too, you know, their ego is we can go and do this. We will buy out whoever. We're Alabama. And I do think the longer it takes, like the, the one thing Alabama does not want to get out there is any report that someone said no. I don't, I don't think they want that. I think that damages the allure a little bit of not only their program, but of this job. If you get a lot of guys saying no, like that'd be a real power move for Dan Lanning for all of these reports. Oh, he's in Alabama. Oh, what's going on? And then for him to come out tomorrow and say, hey, I saw this. Uh, they reached out. Uh, obviously, I was humbled. Um, but I, like I said, Oregon is the place to be. All of a sudden, I think you think of Oregon in a new light. So maybe he could do a power move here. We'll see. I don't think Alabama wants anyone to know publicly that anyone says no. So if they got a guy, I think they get their guy. We'll see how it plays out. It's going to be a fascinating week. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 